This podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the lands and the waterways where this episode is being recorded. Further, we acknowledge the cultural diversity of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and pay respect to the elders past, present and future. Hi everyone, it's Claire Michaela here and today we are back for the fourth episode of Women Behind the Media. Today on the podcast we have a very exciting guest that we're super excited to talk to and learn about her career. So let's get into the episode. So today we are joined by the talented Sharon Gadella, Channel 7 news reporter and journalist. How are you today, Sharon? I'm good. A little busy. <laughs> Welcome to journalism. It's a busy, busy profession, this one. But um, I'm here. I'm awake. Um, I'm working at the moment. I think I'm up to about day eight straight. So um, it's a big news day at the moment. So, yeah, that's just what we have to do to get the news out. Sometimes you just keep working solid. So, But I'm here and hopefully I will make sense as I talk to you. <laughs> Now, my question for you, Sharon, is what motivated you to get into the media industry, especially into journalism and reporting? Well, I guess um, when I was growing up, I had a great love of reading and I had a great love of writing. And so when I got to year 12, I had no idea at the end of it what I wanted to do. But I went off to QIT, as it was called then, but it's QUT now, of course. And I started doing a public relations course. But as part of that, we had to do a journalism subject and an advertising um, subject. And I just fell in love with the journalism. My love of writing just came back to the fore. And I just went, this is for me. This is what I want to do. I've always had a very inquiring mind. I like to ask questions of people. I like to find out answers. And journalism is just an entree to that world where you can you can meet some amazing people and you get to ask them the questions that you really want answered. And so I, I continued with it as a, a profession. That's awesome. So what have been some of the major milestones in your career since you started as a reporter and presenter in North Queensland? Oh, look, there have been so many. And, and you know when people ask you, oh, what's been your favourite story that you've covered or whatever? And I can never, ever come up with one (laughs) definitive answer to that because there's been so many things that I've covered over the years. And um, we have a front row seat to so many things. Like, for instance, recently we did... the the announcement of Brisbane winning the Olympic Games for 2032. And there we were, you know, front front and centre for that. We've done things like, you know, the Commonwealth Games. Um, I've done coverage of when the war in Iraq happened. I wasn't actually over there, but we were doing rolling coverage. We've done rolling coverage on the G20. We do fires, we do floods, we do so many natural disasters, particularly living in Queensland. You know, there's so many stories where a lot of them, a lot of heartache, to local people but um, those are the stories I think you remember the most where you're actually serving a really good purpose as a journalist you're actually disseminating information for instance you know the recent weather events that we've had here the flooding we we are front and center we come to work we get all the information and we we get it out to the people that desperately need to know what's going on and that's a privilege to be able to do that to be able to help people in that way but my one of the stories that I remember the most which probably had the most impact on me was the coverage of Cyclone Larry because my own family was affected by that that was in Bavinda in North Queensland and I was sent back there I was actually working for the Today Show at that particular time and I was sent back to host the show for a month there and then we had to go and visit my family and, and a lot of people that I knew in the local community and do stories on them 
And I think that's one of those stories where it really hit home to me. And that's one of the ones that's had a, a big impact on my life. Yeah. yeah. To see people you love and know struggling is very difficult. Yeah. This job obviously has a lot of options for travelling as well. As you just said, you've travelled all over the country and the globe. When covering a story, what's been the best place to go to? Like beautiful place or the most impactful place on your life so far? Um, goodness. You know, for me, it's going home. I know that sounds silly, but I just love my family and I love the local community where I'm from. And in my travels, I've, I've had to go and cover a few stories in North Queensland. And I think that always is the place that I feel most comfortable in. And I like the people I feel, you know, an affinity with them. So I think covering stories there, is, that's, that's always had the most impact for me. But there are some wonderful places in the world. <laughs> There's so many places. I've done stories in Ireland. I've done stories, um, you know, in some very beautiful parts of the world. Ayers, um, Ayers Rock, which, of course, is now Uluru. Um, but I went there when it was still Ayers Rock. Places like that, that you just, you're standing there in the middle of, of Uluru with, you know, the sun setting and you're there doing a story on it. And it's the most picturesque, beautiful place in the world. And you realise that journalism's not too bad as a, a career in that regard, yes. Awesome. Well, our podcast, as you might know, is Women Behind the Media. So it's all about, in the media industry, women, what they go through, their roles throughout their career and the treatment that they get in the workplace as well. Have you ever felt that your gender has influenced the way you were treated in the workplace? Um, I think it does play a part. I wouldn't say necessarily that I've felt that I've been subject to a lot of discrimination being a woman in my profession. I think women, there's a lot of positive discrimination towards women. I have seen certainly many examples of negative you know, discrimination against women, particularly in the early years, you know, in terms of who got to do the story. And, you know, the male journalist, if it was something that they felt it was a benefit for, for a man, they would send a man. But um, being a woman in the media and particularly in the presenting role, I think, you know, in some ways I've received a lot of positive discrimination because I am a woman and sometimes they feel, you know, a woman is a better fit for a certain story. So it's a tricky one, that one, but I have seen examples where I felt that women were, were not treated well because of their gender, but then in other instances, women have been given things that perhaps a male journalist wouldn't have been given. So I think it works a bit both ways. Yeah, so the you've obviously then you can see with those like the impact of the woman gets this story, the man gets this story. That's like something that's changed over the course of your career. Yeah, definitely. Look, I could use this as an example, I suppose. When I first started working in Sydney, there were three people allowed to read the 6pm news bulletin. All three of them were male. They were very well credentialed. They were fantastic news readers and fully understandable that they would have that role. But the fact that a woman was excluded from doing that seemed very odd to me. But it wasn't that long before, you know, women started to come through and women were given those roles. So it took a while. But I think now if you look at the number of presenters on television, it's probably maybe more in the favour of women in terms of there's a lot of women that present news now. So I've been in the industry now for 35 years and that was probably, you know, 20-something years ago where there was definitely... It was a man's world, but it's certainly changed a lot in those 35 years. And women certainly have much more of a place now in terms of journalism presentation and getting that message out there to viewers. My next question for you, Sharon, is throughout your career, have you stumbled upon any major hurdles that you've had to overcome from starting in North Queensland to now? 
I never felt that there were many hurdles up until I had children <laughs> and I love them dearly. But being a working mother in a job which is unforgiving in terms of we can't predict when a big news story is about to break. So that's always been a bit of a hurdle now because you do sometimes find yourself having to say, I can't do that because I have two small children and I have to work around that. But the wonderful thing about you know modern newsrooms is that you're not the only one that is having to deal with a hurdle like that or an obstacle like that. And bosses are much more forgiving than they ever were of that type of situation for a woman. So there is flexibility built into the job that we do. And we are able to say no if we honestly can't do something. And it is understood and it is accepted. And I don't think you're in any way punished for that. But it is a big hurdle trying to juggle a family and to do a job where, you know, as I said, the big news stories, we don't get any advance warning about when they're going to take place and we don't know where we have to travel to. For instance, with the Queen just passing away, you know, on the actual day, it was like, right, pack your bags, you may have to go to the UK tomorrow. So then you're suddenly going, oh, my goodness, I've got to get my family all sorted and all the rest of it. So that's a really big hurdle that I think you've got to overcome. But that's pretty much it. I, I haven't felt over the years that I've had all that many obstacles in my way and any that I have, I've tried to jump over them and do my best to skirt around them. <laughs> now, I've seen that you're very active with many charities, including the Alison Baden Clay Foundation that you're an ambassador for. Working with charities seems to be something you're very passionate about. Do you feel as a person in the media, it is important to show your support and be an advocate for others? Oh, Absolutely. I mean, I think we're very privileged to have the ability to communicate to a large number of people in the job that we do. And if you can use that for good, then to me, you know, that's a very important part of the role that I play. And for instance, with the Alison Baden Clay Foundation, when her family came to me, its former detective, um, Mark Ainsworth, who led that investigation, they, they came to me and they said, would you be able to help us out? I mean, you couldn't possibly say no to that family. They're the most delightful family. Um, they're beautiful people and they should never have had to go through the trauma that they did with the loss of their daughter and their sister. But to me, if I have an ability through my job to help somebody else, then I, I can't say no to those people because it, it's so important that we do give back to others. We're very lucky in, in this particular role that we're in and therefore, to me, it's just a no-brainer that if someone asks for help, that I'll be there for them. Yeah, I think that's the joy of working in an industry like we are. We get to connect and be with so many people, whether that be in your local suburb or for someone like you, all of Queensland and above. So I think it's such a great aspect of our career that, one, we can share opinions, we can help people, we can be a voice for others that may not be able to speak and get to a larger audience. So I think that's one of the main reasons why a lot of us are starting out into this industry and it's just like a icing on the cake, really. Yes, we do play a very important role. You know, we don't just present the facts as such when you do a news story. There's a lot of other things that go on behind the scenes. And if you can be an advocate for somebody who's struggling or, you know, just the fact that you, you know, you can, you have a contact number for a politician that might be able to help somebody or whatever it is. If you can use this particular position that you hold for good, I just think it's incumbent upon you as a decent human being to, to go out there and help people. You know, during the floods, for instance, you know, the fact that we can go and visit people and find out what their troubles are and then 
you know, through meeting them, you go, oh, okay, there's a real problem here. This needs to be addressed. And then we can go and ring, you know, authority or a politician or whomever who may be able to fix that problem. And just by the fact that the media has gotten onto that story and then has approached someone who has the capability to fix it, they're more likely to go and fix the problem than if the media doesn't get involved. And that's such an important role that we play. You know, I know sometimes people can be a bit critical of the media, but generally speaking, overwhelmingly, without a, a decent media in society, you know, really bad things can happen. Corruption can flourish. And um, sometimes things don't get done. Yeah. Exactly. That's very true. Now, are there any significant women who have inspired you in your career? Look, I look up to people and I always have looked up to people like Yana Vent, Tracy Grimshaw, Liz Hayes. I've worked with all those three women when I worked in Sydney and they were trailblazers for women in Australian media. They just they just do the job, they go home, they do it without fuss, they've made an impact in their field. They're just women who, you know, they're not in it for the wrong reasons, I always think. And they have an incredible ability to interview people and to get you know stories out of people and turn it around and that has impact and they they have all three of them have you know made a massive impact in terms of the australian media landscape and so i look up to them all and yeah I, I wish I had a career half as good as the, all three of them. Now, with our episodes here, we like to know advice that our guests have been given throughout the years, whether it's from like one of the trailblazers, like you said, like Tracy Grimshaw, or even just someone in your family or someone that's you've stumbled upon that given you some great advice. What could you tell us is your best piece of advice and who said it? Oh, goodness. Don't sweat the small stuff is always a good one. You know, like we get so caught up in things, particularly if you're chasing a story, you know, you get so caught up in the, the, the tiny elements of something, the minutiae of something that really actually doesn't matter at the end of the day. And always look for that big picture. You know, when, you, when you're chasing a story, I've always been told to sort of dig in, don't give up. That's another great piece of advice. You know, like a dog with a bone, just don't give up. I've had many more experienced journalists over the years who have also given me advice along the lines of, you know, don't push things too far. You often see with some journalists where, you know, they just keep going, whatever it might be, but, you know, they're desperate to get that story no matter what. And I've had some great advice from people over the years is sometimes you just need to pull back and the story will evolve around you. You don't need to sort of be too aggressive is another great piece of advice for journalists. Sometimes the people who care the most are the ones who'll get the story that's, you know, that's important. So it's all about having empathy too. That's another great piece of advice. You know, feel for the people that you're actually doing a story on understand how they might feel and react accordingly. You know, don't go in gung-ho and try and, you know, bash down the door to get the story. Um, pull back sometimes and let the story almost come to you. And sometimes you'll find that that's far more rewarding as a journalist in terms of getting a story than if you go in all guns blazing and uh, try and get it that way. That's really awesome. That's actually really interesting to hear. Yeah, it's, it is very interesting how um, sometimes, you know, my favourite saying is you'll do more for a friend than you'll do for an enemy. And if you as a journalist, um, you know, do something that upsets 
say the talent that you're dealing with or the person that's involved in the story, they're not going to give you anything back. But if you're kind hearted and you, you feel the empathy and you, you know, you understand the situation that they're in and you're trying to do the story to help them, you'll find that you'll get more back in return. That's awesome. Do you have any advice or tips for young women like us entering the media industry? I guess like anything, it's just perseverance, isn't it? It's hard work and perseverance. And I can tell you that if you are dedicated to this profession and you work hard and you turn up and you do the hard yards, you will shine because, you know, that is always looked upon as being very favourable in terms of a promotion for somebody. And and I think the other thing is to care. That it's such an important thing as a journalist to actually care for the people that you're telling stories about. And if you do all of that, yeah, you'll have a very long uh, career, I'm sure. You know, it's, it's not a, an easy profession to break into sometimes, but if you can do some work experience, that's another great uh, piece of advice that I got given many years ago. You know, start at the bottom. You go in there, help out. You know, I did that when I first started. That's how I got my first job. I was at university and I did a, an internship over my holidays. I went back after my, um, you know, the next holidays and worked for that uh, NQTV, as it was called back then. And now I'm working for seven years in Brisbane. So, you know, it really is just grit, determination and doing the hard yards. And if you're prepared to do that, yeah, you, the sky's the limit. <laughs> that is some amazing advice that I'm going to take all in and make sure that I do for the rest of my career. I think that's such a great thing that we're not to make ourselves sound, sound great or anything, but um, throughout the journey of us making this podcast, we've, been in contact with so many interesting guests like yourself that have started from rural areas and at the smallest positions and working their way up it's sort of like a future aspiration of what we want to start so we've just started obviously as students going into like assistant jobs and getting coffees for people or running errands things like that and we'll eventually go further and further and further and it's just inspiring to hear all of your guys's stories and something that I wish that's going to be me in a couple of years. Well, it sounds like you've definitely got the right attitude because that is the way to do it, isn't it? It's it's to just, you know, you can't start at the top. You have to start at the bottom and you work your way up. And I can tell you over the years, there's been many a person that has come to me, done work experience with me, and I can pinpoint them almost from the start, the ones that will succeed and the ones that don't because the ones that will succeed are the ones that just go out of their way to help you out. Can I do this for you? Can I come in on Saturday? Can I come in on Sunday? Can I start at 3 a.m. in the morning? I'll use a wonderful example. So uh, a lovely little boy, he was 13, 12 or 13 at the time, wrote to me and this is when I was in Sydney and he wanted to come in and just watch me. I was doing the early news at the time, so I was getting up at 3 a.m. in the morning. And I remember the letter came to me and it was so beautifully written. I said to my boss, oh, can, can I look after this young chap? You know, he wants to come in. And he said, oh, who wants to come in at 3 a.m. in the morning? I said, I don't know, he really does. Um, I'm happy to look after him if you'll let me uh, do it. And so anyway, this young boy comes in and he kept coming in and his mother used to drive him across the bridge in, you know, across the Harbour Bridge in Sydney every morning, 3am. Well, he ended up going on to be my boss one day. So he was, he ended up becoming the executive producer of Sunrise. And when I was doing Weekend Sunrise, he actually was my boss. And I remember saying to him back then, you are so dedicated to this that one day you will be my boss. And lo and behold, he was. His name is Michael Pell and 
I always use him as a, a really good example to young journalists. That's what can happen if you actually do put in the hard yards. You can go right to the top in the end. Yeah. Dedication and motivation are key. Yes, it's everything. It really is. Yeah. Mm. And if you love this profession and you love the craft of journalism, you know, it just comes naturally. You'll find that you'll go into a newsroom and you'll fall in love with it and you'll want to be part of it. And when a big story breaks, you can't help yourself. You know, you will put your hand up and you'll want to be part of it. And people take notice of that and you'll generally succeed as a result. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today, Sharon. It's been amazing to learn more about your side of the industry and journalism and how you got there today. So I really appreciate you coming on to speak with us. It's been amazing. You're awesome. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you girls. And it sounds like, based on your attitude and your wonderful questions, that uh, you both will have a a wonderful career in journalism, definitely. Thank you. I look forward to hearing where you end up. And I can say, oh, I remember those girls. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Sharon. Thank you. We would also like to give a special thanks to the University of Southern Queensland for their contribution to the show. If you'd like to keep up with Women Behind the Media, the podcast, for our new episodes and releases or any updates, please go and follow our Facebook and Instagram at Women Behind the Media. Bye. Bye.